everyone's attracted to the light like a moth to a flame when you let God just do the leading, let God just do the speaking, let him just flow through you. And it's magic. It truly is. And it's the most fulfilling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and I am thrilled to once again introduce you to someone who I believe is such a bright light in this world. This woman, I continue to attract like moths to the flame, these people, these beings of light and love and purpose and inspiration into my life. And uh, our guest today is certainly one of them. And it's interesting, I was reflecting on when she and I first connected this year, uh, in the year of 2018, when we were recording this, and I realized that it was only uh, maybe six months ago or something. And yet, time is such an illusion. It felt like a lifetime ago since we had first connected. And uh, I remember when I had the pleasure of speaking with her before, I really loved her energy and who she is and what she stands for. And as I'm learning to do when I find people like that, or when they find me, I ask them to be a guest on this show, because my whole intention is to share more beings of light and inspiration with all of you. Plus, I get to have a phenomenal conversation, which is one of the things that lights me up most. So today, I want to introduce you to our guest, Carrie Millspaw. She is a publicity and speaking agent who assists her clients to be seen online, in the media, and on the stage with her public relations, marketing, and speaking agency. Carrie is also a public speaker, best-selling author, and designates most of her time empowering her audience in entrepreneurship, leadership, and business. She calls herself a serial entrepreneur and has started up multiple businesses over the years. She thoroughly believes that in order to be known, you first must be seen, which is why she started her two agencies. Carrie resides in Las Vegas as a single mom with her fun-loving teen daughter, who is an inspiring actress. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. It's always interesting to hear back your bio. You're thinking, who is this person? I want to meet her. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. It's so, it's so true and what's so beautiful, and actually this will probably be what we talk about today in one way or another, is that there's this humility and yet knowing of who we are that comes across in these bios in a way of encapsulating us in a few words. Of course, we are all more than what I just, you are more than what I just read, and, and we are all more than what we could write down in a small paragraph. And yet there's this way of summarizing or encapsulating the light and the power that we possess within, and there's no shame, there's no reservation. And I think that's something that I had not thought of until just this moment, that sending a bio or an elevator pitch about ourselves gives us the freedom to do. So thank you for yes. sharing yours. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's true. Good inspiration so, there. <laughs> yeah. So that's really what we're here to talk about today. This this concept of, of speaking our truth, of sharing our story and of shining our light to make the world a better place. And I think this is, I know this is going to be such an inspirational conversation and certainly one that I need to hear that is 
always the case that I have a guest and we have a conversation and inevitably there is something in it for me as I trust and know that there is something in it for each and every person listening and including yourself, Carrie, as we as we co-create this this conversation today. And and so today's topic around knowing that we make the world a better place because we speak our truth and share our story and shine our light is such an empowering message and something that I know each of us need to hear over and over again and be reminded of over and over again. And so as I do with each of my episodes, I like to start by reading a passage or a quote from a book that has served as inspiration for me on my journey. And today's passage comes from Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love. I have definitely referenced and quoted this book before. It is chock full of wisdom, in my opinion, and it does a beautiful job summarizing the key concepts and themes of another book, A Course in Miracles. And the passage I I knew as soon as I read Carrie's blurb, if you will, about what she stands for and who she is and, and why she does what she does in this world, I immediately knew I needed to go to this book. And sure enough, within minutes or less, I found this passage. And I think it really summarizes nicely um, what I just said and also will serve as a beautiful launch pad for more to come. So here is the passage from A Return to Love. We need less posturing and more genuine charisma. Charisma was originally a religious term meaning of the spirit or inspired. It's about letting God's light shine through us. It's about a sparkle in people that money can't buy. It's an invisible energy with visible effects. To let go, to just love, is not to fade into the wallpaper. Quite the contrary, it's when we truly become bright. We're letting our own light shine. And we are meant to be this way. We are meant to shine. So Carrie, as you hear that, as you listen to those words, what does that bring up for you? Or what does that speak? How does that speak to you? It sounds like a definition I wrote. (laughs) Thank you, Marianne Williamson. (laughs) I love her. Um, She talks often too in saying, Um, I'm just the faucet, God's the water. I really truly believe we are just a conduit of light. And when I first started my speaking and writing and just putting myself out there, I remember my father saying, it's like you're a lighthouse. And I said, that's how I feel. I'm a lighthouse. I'm shining, you know, on a cliff, helping people, you know, just kind of see their way in the dark, basically. And he said, the one thing to always remember because of his own status and career is to try to keep the, the pain of the lighthouse clean. Keep your windows clean. Once those get fuzzy and fogged up or mur- murky with self-doubt, um, shadows, we all know about shadow uh, healing and, and working on shadow work, those types of things, that's what dims the light. But make sure the glass is always clean. And he told me that years ago. And, you know, heart-to-heart, daddy-daughter phone call. And it, it reminded me, those days that we do feel dim, It's like, oh, we all want to be a light and we love people who are bright around us. We're attracted to them. Like you said before, I'm off to a flame. 
But what dims the light? It's not necessarily the light itself. I think it's the window pane. I think it's the glass. Sometimes things just get attached to it. Life happens, self-doubt, disappointments. And that's what slows us down a little bit. Because I think, I truly believe most people, majority of people want to be a light for others on this planet. I think life just sometimes pulls us backward or, or dims that light a little bit. So to me, it's that's what it's kind of saying in that quote from Marianne is to truly be a light from your soul. I don't think that energy comes from your head. I think it comes from your heart. And that's why I like that she reverses back to returning to love. How many times can we say we're angry and traffic and you someone cuts you off or something? And if you stop and, and choose love instead of that anger or ego, all of a sudden you have compassion for the person that cut you off. Maybe they're in a hurry. Maybe their child is sick and they're so worried. You know, they just got that phone call and they're trying to get home to a sick kid or maybe they are on, on their way to a hospital because of a loved one or you don't know what's going on in someone's life. But when we switch to love, the compassion shows up and we have better understanding. I think the world would be a way better place if we all could make that little calculated shift when we're, when we recognize it consciously. Yeah. That's kind of the, the energy I'm getting from that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said, there was something you said there that had me think of this idea that the light is always within us. It, it's, it's a part of our soul. It's our essence um, to, to yes. the point where you say we are the conduit. So call it God, call it source, our connection to the divine, whatever you call it, that light is always within us. It's whether or not that window pane is clean enough for that light to shine forth. Yeah. And what's so fascinating to me about this, and as you were talking, and what is it, what is it that clouds up that window pane or, or makes it murky or foggy? I often think it is the ego, because as you said, most of us want to go out and shine our light. Most of us go out and go, wow, Mm -hmm. look how bright that person is. And I can say from personal experience, it doesn't, hasn't always felt that way. I have either felt uh, maybe ashamed or this, I've had a story a lot in my life of, oh, I'm showing off if I shine my light too brightly. And then on the, when that story is playing and running in my, in my mind, the other story that goes hand in hand with that is, and I certainly don't want you shining your light. You know what I mean? Cause I, if I'm not shining mine, if I don't get to shine mine, well, then who are you to shine yours? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about that in your own words or in your own experience of where that ego actually stops us or covers up that window? I love real talk. Um, (laughs) Oh, we do it here. That's what we do here. (laughs) (laughs) The only way I fly. Um, I, you're right. hundred percent. It is the ego or self doubt. Um, A lot of it's old programming. I work with so many speakers and authors and authors. It's, it's, it's either way. It's, you feel exposed. You're putting yourself out there. There's that feeling of a lot of deep stuff comes up. My business isn't just cut and dry, black and white. And as you know, too, working with clients, it's not just a cookie cutter thing you go through. There's a lot, you're working with people. So there's going to be stuff that shows up. It's always going to be a little mini self-development course as we build your platform, whether it's speaking or a book or whatever. A lot of it is, oh, who am I to put my story out there? No one wants to hear my story. And it's the old stuff. And a lot of it is, as a child and most of my adult life, even up until going into business for myself years ago, I could still hear, Carrie, you talk too much, go sit in a corner, be quiet. No one wants to hear that. 
I was always the animated child. I was always the one in theater. I'm a pastor's kid. I would sing on stage. I didn't know how not to be that personality. And what's interesting is, and you mentioned how some people don't want your light in their face, basically, or shining too bright in their eyes. They need sunglasses kind of feeling. I think a lot of that is their own shadow work they need to work on. Maybe someone's told them they, they don't have the right to speak up. So how dare you come and shine your light too bright in their face? It's just a reminder of their old wounds too. Usually people that poke us and feel prickly are reminding us of parts of ourselves that we need to work on. So it's interesting you say that because I still to this day in almost every speaker I work with, I'll tell them to go a little deeper in their story on their talks. And a part of them wants to, to just delete parts and censor certain sections. Because again, that old story of you're taking too long, you're talking too much. No one wants to hear this. Someone sat you in a corner and said, be quiet. Children should be seen, not heard. And that old stuff shows up when they're, I'm like, no, you're getting paid to speak. Take us through the story. Share all the good wisdom pieces, you know, paint the picture. It's okay. And interestingly enough, it's quite a work in progress for almost all of us. Even I have that mute button in the background that says, okay, Carrie, wrap it up. <laughs> You're talking too much. But that's what I do for a living now, you know, how ironic that the one thing you need to work on is the one gift God gave you, you know, and just kind of exposing it and allowing it to happen. And so that kind brings of, up, kind of yeah, I, I love that. And that brings up this, the kind of the, the next layer down question, which is what's the response or what's your response either to your clients or even in your own life? Because I, of course, we know you have gone through this yourself, just as you are now leading yeah. your clients through it. That's what we do on this journey. What does that response look like to that self-doubt that comes up? Oh, who am I? Who wants to listen to me? which is all the programming and the stories from mm -hmm. long, long ago that, well, if I were to let myself go all out, shine bright, you know, be this lighthouse. So at some point up until you claimed that, I wonder if you had to then respond to this thought of, and how do I do that without it coming off quote unquote egotistical? And again, I understand that how other people perceive us is simply a reflection of how we perceive ourselves. Yes. And yet I think that is there. We think I think there's this belief that to shine, right? We, we have this false sense of humility that, well, to be humble means, you know, that's really the path and I need to be quiet and soft-spoken mm -hmm. or, you know, sit back, step back. And yet what I believe and what I believe I'm hearing you say is, no, we need to shine take the stage, share your story, speak your truth. And how do you respond to those voices are, that want to say, well, that's just the ego. That's just the ego that wants that. It depends on what you're referring to or speaking of. There's enough ego out there. We all know what that looks like. And everything's energy. Regardless of the words that come out of someone's mouth, we can feel them. And we don't all have to be empaths to feel that. Most people feel the energy, whether it's a Facebook post, social, you know, social media platform or from the stage or on television, we can feel when someone's authentically saying the truth because it makes us want to lean in. When they, we feel that ego, it's all about me. We almost do the opposite. We're turned off. We're half listening. We're ready to change the channel. We're not in, we're not into this person. Something doesn't feel right. We, ne we may not be able to put it into words right in that moment, you're already flicking to the next station whatever that looks like 
but you know something's not right. And you will always know it's that authentic person you lean in. So when I hear those, again, if it's about Carrie, then I'm, I'm, I've already started on the wrong path. It's never been about me, ever. It's been about the message that flows through me, which I truly believe is the source. And, and, and as you know, I'm super spiritual. I'm all about the cod energy. So it's not about me. And that's when nerves go away. That's when the silly programming goes away. Because now it's just, I'm just this conduit. Whatever's going to flow through me is what somebody needs to hear today. It's not about whether I messed up or said the words just right, or God forbid my hair not look good on stage, or did I have the right shoes on? I mean, we get caught up in that stuff because we want to make a good impression, but we forget no one's going to remember the shoes you had on, but they are going to remember how you made them feel, especially in a live audience. Did you stir their soul? That's what people remember. How did you make the, you talked about it in the beginning, the energy. I hear that all the time. People like my energy. Well, it's not mine. It's really God just flowing through me. So what you're telling me is you're attracted to your creator. That's what's pulling you towards me. It's not Carrie. Because if Carrie's turned completely into ego format and so caught up in what's in it for her, she's not very attractive. No one wants to be around that person. And I speak from honest truth. We all have our days, especially if I'm in a victim mindset that day. Poor me. Screw everybody. Nothing's going my way. No one wants to be around that. That's Carrie and her ego and her pity party victim mindset. Everyone's attracted Everyone. to the light like a moth to a flame when you let God just do the leading. Let God just do the speaking. Let him just flow through you. And it's magic. It truly is. And it's the most fulfilling too. It's like getting paid twice, especially if you're being paid to speak. And then you let God take a piece of the pie and let him do it. What a difference it makes. And the fulfillment and the feedback that comes back to me, it's like getting paid twice. It's like score. I didn't just teach people. I actually changed a life. I actually reignited a light. That's kind of how I feel my job is. We all have it inside of us. Whether I'm cleaning glass, maybe I'm a window cleaner, or I'm just reigniting the flame. Sometimes it goes out altogether. And some people forget they have one. You know, I'm like a little reminder over here. But I truly believe that, you know, it's just about... Uh, you know, once I took myself out of the equation and reminded myself it's, I'm just the messenger, boy, does life get easier. Oh, it takes so much more. I mean, every talk I do gets easier. It's like, well, I'm going to prepare a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's what God thinks that I need to say is going to come out most likely. And sometimes I don't even remember saying it, but someone needed to hear it in that moment, which is so exciting. It was just allowing that. yourself to be used. Yeah. Well, and with that, and I know, you know, you, you wrote a book, which called permission to be me. And mm-hmm. I want to ask, there's, this was a two part question. Cause I, I often have so many questions that I can't, oh, I just can't contain myself. So I bundle them all together and good luck <laughs> answering them. Uh, but I, I got to put it out there. So first of all, the, the, I, well, I wanted to ask the main question. And then there's like a little offshoot question is this idea of what's your journey been like around learning to speak your truth and embrace your authentic self. I mean, there's that piece of it, right? Cause it sounds, I mean, you're, you're, you're living that now, right? You you're practicing it. You're living it. Obviously it's not, you've never yes. arrived. We don't arrive and you're embodying <laughs> that currently. Uh, so what did that look like getting there or, you know, getting here and, this reading, I was looking back at the title of your book, Permission to Be Me, and I want to know how that connects to knowing that it's not about me, that it is being the conduit 
So two yes. questions, answer them how you wish. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Well, I, probably a good decade or so ago, those that knew me then would not recognize me today. That's how much work has been done. And sometimes I don't even recognize that person. When you see, you got to love Facebook when it pops up these memories and you're like, who are you? That was five people ago. That's what you feel like sometimes. The lifetimes have, go, have gone by in these last decades. And I've just changed so much. You couldn't get me to speak, really. I was I was in theater for about three years in school, but I didn't, public speaking was just not on my radar. My, I, my dad's a pastor. He's still in the jail ministry. He's been there for over 20 years now. He's almost 80 years old. I'm helping him publish his first book. And he's the speaker. You know, it's like, that's daddy's thing. Me, put myself out there, public speak. It wasn't um, even a thought process. I remember being nervous at my own sister's wedding, standing up as her maid of honor and doing a speech. I was terrified. So I've come a long ways, so to speak. But most of it is I had to let go of what wasn't me to find the real me. And again, it's the deprogramming part. It's like peeling back an onion. There's so many layers to it. Ten years ago, I chose to walk away from a 12-year marriage uh, four properties, 10 acres of my dreamland, everything I've known, family, friends, and moved 2,000 miles away as a single mom, with my four-year-old daughter in tow to Las Vegas to start over again. And you'll hear some people say they ran away to find themselves. And that's kind of what I did. And it hurt a lot of people and it hurt me. You know, it's never an easy journey. It's, it's kind of like ripping off the band-aid. You've got to just do it. And I realized I was pleasing everyone around me, marrying the man I thought dad would like, going to the church I thought my father would approve of, you know, being a stay-at-home mom because I thought that's what everybody expected of me, choosing the career choice. At some point I had to wake up and go, wait, where am I? Who, where's Carrie? I can't even find a picture of her, much less anything else. And it's kind of a rude awakening. And I do talk about that a little bit in the, in the beginning of my book where I went through, I think this is kind of a fun little vision board that we make in school. I think it was eighth grade. I made one of what I wanted my life and career to look like. And I found it in an old memory box in my, box in my office. And this was before I asked for a divorce. And I looked at it and I just cried. I was like, who, she had dreams. This girl had dreams. Where is she? <laughs> she had all these aspirations and she just lost herself in everybody else's dreams for her. And it was a rude awakening. Luckily, it wasn't a mid, really a truly a midlife crisis, even though some people like to give it that label. I was 34 at the time. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I can't keep the mask on. This little girl inside of me is, is dying. My true self is gone. She's, she's barely hanging in there. So I, I did. I dropped everything. And it's just stuff anyway at the end of the day. I've, and it's been quite a journey, more self-development than anything. But it's been the best decision I ever made to truly just cast all cares aside and jump in and figure out who this carry person is. <laughs> and I explore everyone to do that. Please explore doing that with yourself. I encourage you to do so. But it was through those, those, those parts of you, I don't think you can truly show up on this planet as your true self until you look in the mirror and take a good hard look in the mirror. Who are you? Why don't you like certain parts of yourself? Is it someone else's opinion? Cause I, I think we're all unique. We're all perfect, whole, and complete. God doesn't make mistakes. Why would we ever assume that? He gave you special gifts, which to some people may think, oh, that irritates me. That's their issue. That's their challenge. That's their perspective and lens. You've got to be you. And the more you show that fun side of yourself 
and all the quirkiness that's there too, the more people love you because that's what makes you stand out. You know, you're not, you're not just a zebra with stripes or a zebra with polka dots and stripes. You know, you're more interesting, you're different, you're fun. And I, I actually, um, what inspired me to really write the book was I'd been working with clients quite a bit in that stage, especially women. And they all wanted, they all had great dreams, big goals, wanted to be a TV producer, wanted, you know, write their books, be a best-selling author, have their own TV show, uh, build an online brand. Everything came at me from multiple different types of clients. But the one thing that stopped them was the confidence to do so. They wanted it. They could see themselves there, but there's this bridge that they could not see. <laughs> Wasn't there in their mind. It was just a gaping hole of how do I get there? That truly was the lack of self-esteem and confidence. And most of it comes from what others have told us. We've created our identity based on others' opinions instead of truly looking in the mirror and peeling that back. What does that look like? And the book title, the book topics all came to me literally at two in the morning. It was one of those things that you're, you can't sleep and it just pops into your head. It's like a download. Then you're like, oh, great. I'm going to have to get up and start writing this, aren't I? You're not going to let me sleep tonight. And I did. I sat down on my laptop and panned out the, the title and kind of got an idea of what that looks like and already started writing some chapters. So it's one of those things. It's just, it's a bridge. It's a little solution that I get to provide for my clients and so on of how to really, truly accept all of you, the broken pieces, the scars, the wounds, the cellulite, the wrinkles, you know, it's just truly accepting that you're every part of that puzzle piece and you just get to enjoy it. You get to love all of it. It takes some time. Self-love is a journey for sure. Um, and I've learned that myself quite a bit, but once you find out who you are, I don't know if it's my age, but there's just some something about just being comfortable in your own skin. Nobody's opinion matters anymore. It rolls right off of you. You're so confident and rooted in who you are as a person that others' opinions just don't matter like they used to. And I don't know if I've gotten so callous to that, but I don't know if callous is the right word. But even I used to have a hard time talking about my faith online. Now I don't care. I'm like, whatever, unfriend, unfollow. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine. You know, go to Starbucks and get coffee instead, whatever that looks like. You just know you've got a, you've got a mission. You've got limited time on this planet to complete it. And that's all I care about at this stage. I, oh, I know that's so a long winded question. There, oh, it was so great. <laughs> so full. Go back and listen again. If you missed anything she just said, listen to it two more times. Uh, I'm thinking I wish I could, because so many things were like pop, 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 as you were talking. Yeah. And, there is something in there around this idea, and I'll see if I can if if I can allow the creator to speak through me here, which is <laughs> often when we think that so there I believe there's this belief out there, or I've at least experienced it or witnessed it in others, and certainly probably within myself around you know looking within and learning, you know focusing on who we are, or again, maybe uprooting ourselves to find ourselves. Uh, that there mm -hmm. that can be a very selfish endeavor. And interestingly, as you were talking, I was seeing this, the, the paradox, which is it's actually when we do that, and the more we can look at ourselves in order to let go of who we think we are, in order to see who we truly are, then we, it is not about us anymore. I mean, that's the paradox mm -hmm. is that it actually becomes less about me now 
even though I have devoted so much, I continue to devote time and energy to revealing more of who I am, it's less about me because I know who I am is not this facade that I have been, you know, building up and creating or the opinions of others or the judgments of others or myself, et cetera. And so actually when we are not doing that, when we are, are avoiding that, when we are over here thinking, oh, no, no, you know, this is fine. I don't want to, I don't want to focus on me. Well, we're actually making it more about us. You know, it becomes, everything is about us at that point. So I saw this interesting paradox as you were talking and, and of course is the power of really becoming, again, as we become authentically who we truly are, which is all connected and all of source or God, the divine, we can share our unique expression of that. And that to me was a, also a, a bit of a leap I've had to accept over the last you know, year or two years or so is that I can see myself as having gifts and talents and uh, unique expressions of that which is within me, that which is within all mm-hmm. of us. Uh, I think there was a time where I thought, well, if we're all the same, we're all connected, then we can't be unique. I used to think it was mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's mm-hmm. not. That's the, that to me that's as we for, go further down this path we start to actually hold all polarities and all dualities, you know, simultaneously. So I love that. Now the, the, the next question for me that is begging to be answered is how do we make the world a better place by shining our light? By speaking our truth. <clears throat> Well, I think once you get to a place where you've accepted yourself, now you can accept others for who they are. I truly believe you cannot have that no filter clarity of, I don't see color, I don't see race, I don't see gender, I don't see um, nationality, whatever that looks like. If I can't accept Carrie in the mirror and I'm judging her, what's making me love others? I can't, it goes back to Marianne Williamson's quote there about, you know, returning back to love. I can't love others until I love myself first. So I've got to really get clear on what that looks like. If I can love all my, my goofiness, my faults and everything else in between the good, bad, and the ugly, that means I get to love my neighbor with all those good, bad, and ugly qualities too, more authentically, because I've figured it out. I've learned the solution or that the trick to the trade of how to truly love your neighbor. That's when I believe you really have the permission to shine a light and really jump forward with, okay, I'm being authentic. I accept myself. This is what I look like in the morning. You know, I think I just posted a picture recently, like what I think in my head I look like, but what I really look like. And I think sometimes we forget that social media is 90% a highlight reel, 99% probably highlight reel. Very little do we ever show the truth or what's really going on or that it took 25 selfies before we figured out which one we wanted to post. And the truth is, is, we're just all humans doing the best we can with what we've got. And we can connect so much better for a little bit vulnerable. You know, that's what the true connection comes from, but it, it goes back to, if I don't accept Carrie, how am I going to accept the next person or the, or someone that even looks like me? If I'm being judgmental on my own appearance, a sister comes along and she looks like me. And now she's, you know, someone I'm poking at because she looks like me. It's just kind of an intri- intriguing, um, 
outlook anyway, and, and real love and what that really truly looks like. When you shine your light and you have give yourself permission to shine, I think sometimes we have to do it in baby steps. Like, okay, I'm going to be 20 watts today and then 40 watts tomorrow, and maybe I'll get to 500 watts by the end of the month. And it is, it's a, it's a baby step because we naturally do this. We first shine it a little bit. Okay, no one complained. No one yelled at me. All right, turn it up to the next setting. Okay, still no one's yelling. Great. I didn't get a bunch of hate mail. And I'm just referring to even just social media because that's generally where most people play first. They test the waters on social media platforms. No one killed me. No one died. Okay, let's turn it to another setting and see what happens. And the interesting part is we still have to fight the voices that we hear. Again, you're being too bright. Nobody cares. Your story doesn't matter. You know, and I have to be honest. You can't believe in God and light if you don't believe in there's a dark energy too. There's something that's always going to try to pull you sideways. The brighter you get, it's the enemy lies that are whispering in your ear. A lot of that self-doubt is just negative, dark energy that's saying, oh, oh, she's a threat now. She's trying to make a difference on this planet. Why doesn't she just sleep in longer? I can't believe she's out there again, making a difference and reminding people what they're made of. We need to shut her up, shut her down. And that's when I see my clients really go sideways. And it's unfortunate, but it is, it's a test. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle, actually. And it's just, okay, who's going to win? You got to choose. Is it going to be the dark or the light? Some days it's that simple. If you just wake up every day and go... Can't serve two masters. Is it going to be the light energy or the dark energy? Which path am I choosing today? Sometimes we choose the dark energy by default, subconsciously. It's harder today. I don't want to do that today. I just want to hide today. I'm just going to binge on Netflix today, you know, or whatever that looks like for you where you want to hide. And I have my moments too where I'm like, too many people. I need to take a time out. And that's okay. It's a self-love time. But I don't let the dark energy win. I still do what I can to make a difference that day somehow, some way. So it's, it's getting those, it's learning those little baby steps as you turn that little flicker up brighter and brighter and brighter. And you're going to do it just like I mentioned, you're going to go one setting at a time. It's natural. It's a little scary to go from zero watts to 500 watts overnight, but it's all good. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, you start to build up this thicker skin of not caring what people think. You start to get more comfortable in your skin. You start to realize I'm making a difference. You start to get the feedback of you changed my life. What you said sparked me. It suddenly sparked a life, reignited me. I, I can't believe I was asleep this whole time. That's when you just get those little affirmations from, from the universe that says, yep, keep going. That's the direction you're supposed to go in. And it usually has some tears involved because it's truth. You feel it in your heart and soul, kind of a little bit of a sobbing, you know, just my own mom posting about me today. Um, congratulating me for the award I won the other night and how proud she is of me. I'm like, mom, I can't read this right now. I'm going to start crying. Stop. <laughs> you know, it's just, again, it's like, wow, I even won my parents over. <laughs> they were a hard sell in the beginning with, with what is she doing out there? She's a single mom. She's being silly, being an entrepreneur and being risky naturally from the Midwest. They want to keep me in a bubble, you know, and protect me. But yet at the same time, they want to give me wings to fly. So it's, it's just those little affirmations affirmations, whether it's an old college friend or again, family members, they're the toughest sell when they come at you and say, you know what? That was helpful. I really love what you said. You can even have aunts that I thought would never, ever get me have been reaching out and um, complimenting me and watching what I do and listening to my video blogs and feeling inspired. That's just, 
again, goes back to getting paid twice. Fulfillment in the bank right there. Can't, can't get enough of that. Amen. Yeah, and that is that is the reality as we start to turn those, you know, notches up and turn the wattage up slowly and slowly, little by little, I believe, at least on my journey and what you just shared is that we receive that validation or that confirmation that mm -hmm. reflects that light back to us. And I think what keeps us from doing it in the first place is all of the fear of what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Um, you know, how am I going to be condemned in some way? And as we, yes. if we step forward, we realize that is the, uh, the opposite is true. Uh, and I'm not just, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not suggesting that, no, there is no hate mail or people who disagree with you. <laughs> or, I mean, obviously there right. is that. And, <laughs> and I really, I, I want to empower all of us to take that step because I bet at least the majority of the feedback you receive, if not all of it, but the majority of it will be positive, will be what you just shared, the, wow, thank you for sharing. That was inspiring, uh, you know, the, the reflection of our light right back at us. And the more we receive that, the more we can move forward knowing that is the truth. Because again, we're all reflections for one another. So when we shine our light brighter, that allows the other person receiving it to see their own light and we perpetuate mm -hmm. the cycle. So, I mean, that is definitely how we make the world a better place doing, doing this. Absolutely. You're going to trigger people. Just go back to the love, return back to love and know that something it's their pain. That's talking. They need a healing somewhere in their life. It's not you don't ever take it personally. You poked them. And then some, most people haven't done the self-development processes in their life to even know it's not you. It's what you said. It's an old trigger. It's a wound from your childhood, wherever it shows up. I might remind them of their ex-wife. I don't know, but it happens. It doesn't happen often, but it, um, it happens here and there. And I just, I just love them through their pain. Like, well, I'm sorry. You've got that to heal. I don't have permission to jump in and tell you what to do with your life unless they hire me to help them. But you know, and I just recognize it and know it's not, it's not me or them. It's the pain it's talking. So just remember that there's a lot of wounded people out there. That's for sure. Y'all need help. We all do. That's right. <laughs> all right, Carrie, that was a beautiful little, I think, end cap to that conversation uh, as, as it happened so naturally. And that was really beautiful and such a encouraging words to end with there. And now I would like to pivot to my three questions that I ask each of my guests to better get to know you and what inspires you. And I love that. I don't even think I, I didn't purposely, of course, choose this quote by Marianne. Uh, and yet she talked about charisma, um, really meaning mm -hmm. of the spirit or inspired, which I is why I chose the being inspired radio show name is I learned of inspired, meaning in spirit or of the spirit. And I think that's so divine. Um, so here we are wanting to know what inspires you. And the first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? I have lots of people that I admire, many that I still watch this day and some that have turned my light on. Um, I think to narrow it down to one person, it would be my dad. And I think I've learned more about him than ever before by being his editor and publisher of his book, where I've had to go deep with him with some past stories. 
and we're, on, we're in the final phases of getting it published and edited now. And it's interesting when I was working on it, I would see sparks of light the whole time I'm editing my dad's book. And it was just such a reminder. I would, I would love Sundays because that's when I would allow myself to have that afternoon to work on it. And it became my soul time to sit and just listen to dad's stories, edit, reword, whatever, rearrange the chapters and so on. And remind myself that just being aware of the next steps, being aligned with your, with the Holy Spirit and how that shows up in your life. It's so much easier to co-create with God than it is to try to figure it out and think your way out of every solution or every problem, hoping to find a solution. It's like, why am I doing this so hard? So my dad has always been an inspiration to me. Again, he's given 20 plus years of his life to people that don't, um, aren't the lovable, so to speak. Those that are in jail, some of them are in there for murder, you know, and it's the unlovable that my dad goes to and preaches hope to. Everyone's worthy of forgiveness in a new chapter and a new leaf. And so it's interesting that, you know, and he gives of his own time. It's, you know, it's not for pay. It's just from his heart. He could not do it. Once that light turns on inside of you, you can't turn it off. It's one of those things is it's there. And if you don't use it, you feel like you wasted it somehow. It's one of those things that will keep you up at night if you're not, not doing your calling, not doing your purpose. And I truly believe dad's my biggest inspiration. He always has been since little tiny girl um, when he first started the church, you know, in the basement of our home. So I've seen miracles my whole life and it's just been exciting. So that's, I'd have to give glory to daddy. Mm. Oh, I <laughs> I'm daddy's girl. Please. Yes. <laughs> and that is so, this is so like chill inducing. My entire body was um, nearly vibrating as you said that. So what a guy, <laughs> what a guy. My second question yes. is what place or activity most inspires you right now? I'm, I didn't used to be a hiker until I moved out West and from Michigan. I moved to Vegas 10 years ago and the mountains here are just, when I need my God time, nature can be my church. It's like, oh, just get me on a good hike. And we've got the red rocks out here. I live literally right in between two of the best hiking spots ever. Um, we've got Mount Charleston, which is more of the ski resort, wooded lodge kind of vibe. And then we've got the red rocks that kind of remind you of Sedona. And that is my happy place right now. I've got to go in nature breathe in the fresh air. It's a little more challenging in the summertime here in Las Vegas. It's pretty hot, but I do have the mountain where it's like a good 20 degrees cooler. I hike up that way and get a break from the heat, but it's just, it's rejuvenating as an empath. That's, we need nature time. And I'm a water girl being from Michigan and growing up on Lake Michigan. Since I don't really have that luxury here, we have Lake Mead that doesn't count as water to me <laughs> being a great lakes girl. I'll go for the woods, the mountains, the scenery, and being able to see for miles. I'd like, love to get up high on a mountain top and just soak up God, soak up my God time. In fact, there's times that I would go and just, especially in a full moon or a no moon, a new moon time, and there are all the stars that I would drive up to the mountain. There's an overlook up there. And I'm sure some people would think I'm cuckoo, but as long as no one's around, I'm, I've got my arms up. I'm doing a dance out there on the overlook, even in the pitch black with the stars talking to my creator and just soaking up that energy. It's just, that's where I rejuvenate. That's what, that's what inspires me and keeps me full. 
maybe my favorite thing that I've heard so far and, and that you said is it's my time to soak up God. I just love that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you in your life? Where can you soak up more God, more creative? That's right. I love that. I love that. Last question. Uh, sometimes it can stump people, especially people who love to read. And of course you work with many authors. So I know you have a love of the written language. Uh, yes. Favorite book inspiring you personally or spiritually? Oh, you're right. I'm looking at my bookcases. I'm like, hmm, how do I narrow it down to one? I think the one that inspired me the most, and it's probably the most beat up book, you know, the one with so many highlights and, you know, folded over pages is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I had, it's back when I was building a lot of businesses for clients all over the world. That was the first book I would make them read if we're working together. It's like, you must take this because it teaches us how to make that leap. You know, it's the book cover's got a, a little fishbowl where it's like a little goldfish is jumping out of a small fishbowl into a bigger one. And there's something about just learning where's that flow. I learned so much about your genius zone, where to truly be your divine self. And again, many people don't get to their genius zone unless they learn to be themselves, right? It's peeling back the layers and being permission to be me. Where, where do I shine the brightest? What's natural for me? And that's usually the, where abundance flows and your true business purpose is um, on this planet, in my opinion. He talks, he talks so much about that and learning um, the upper level limit where we sabotage when things start to feel like, oh, this is too good to be true. Let me make it, let me mess it up so I can feel comfortable again. Let me get sick or, or get hurt or get in a car accident or cause some disruption over here because life just feels like it's too good. Let me sabotage it. And he calls it the upper level limit. That's another big takeaway that I got from that book. And it is great if you're looking to, again, jump out of that comfort zone, because that's what we have to do to truly shine anyway. We're gonna have to get a little uncomfortable and we're gonna have to step it up a little bit where you're, that, that comfort zone grows massively. And this book will help you, help you see the little self-sabotaging spots or where are you playing small still. If you're ready to grow, grab that book. It's one of my favorites. It's a good one. It is a good one. And you are a good one. And I bet your book is, your book is, I should say, I bet. And your book is a good one. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those listening, of course, if anything that Carrie spoke about today lit you up, maybe uh, ignited your own light within, please go and find her. If you have a, a message that needs to be spoken out loud and be brought into the light even more, go find her. Let her help you with that. You can go to her website. It's her name, CarrieMillsPaw.com. I will have a link to that in the show notes, along with a link to her book, Permission to Be Me. Um, so check that out. Go find a copy. Learn how to remember who you truly are. For me, that is my, my know that is my mission here currently is to reveal and express more of who I truly am and to inspire others to do the same. And so having Carrie here as a guest has helped me fulfill more of my purpose and my mission by pointing you toward the light and helping you be reminded of who you truly are, how to connect with your authentic self, how to be the light and to move forward despite the fear or the self-doubt or anything that's holding you back. So keep that window pane clean, as Carrie would say. Carrie, thank you so, so much for being here and for shining your light with all of us. 
Thank you for having me, Amanda. It's been super wonderful. And to all those listening, thank you for tuning in once again. Subscribe if you haven't already. I have many more amazing guests to come. And until next time, many blessings.